Um, when you are applying for a credit card, you're applying for a line of credit that's available to you. So just making sure that you understand that if you use all of that, you are going to have to pay it back at some point. Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Hey, welcome back to the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. I'm your host today, Justin Rickloff's friend and partner of Community America, and I am excited to host a conversation today about credit cards. So I'm joined today by Janelle Holland and Callie Edwards. I will let you two experts introduce yourselves, but really grateful for your time and looking forward to the conversation. Hi, my name is Janelle Holland. I am a financial well-being coach at the Hickman Mills Community Access Center. I've been with the credit union for three years. Awesome. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm Callie Edwards, and I'm the branch manager at the Clay Como location. I've been with Community America a little over five years, and I'm really excited to be here today and talk about credit cards. Good. And we're glad to have you and certainly uh, grateful for your time as well, Callie. So let's jump in and set the stage. So credit cards can be, not always, can be this intimidating conversation filled with horror stories and and different bad scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. And that is not the angle we're going to take today. We're going to have a conversation about the positive and the benefits and the potential ways to use credit cards for your good. Um, and we need to, of course, understand the risks, but we're not, mm -hmm. this isn't a, this isn't a, a horror story conversation. This is how, as one piece of your financial toolkit, can you use credit cards towards your financial peace of mind? So with that being said, and that kind of as the context and the backdrop, at its most basic level, Janelle, when you get members or members with kids considering credit cards or having these initial conversations about credit cards, the process, the application, interest rates, the whole thing, let's start at the very basics. What is a credit card? A credit card is basically um, where you can borrow funds um, to make a purchase on an item that you you just you'll have to pay back later. And so, you know, kind of going back towards, you know, if I if I have, you know, a parent bring in their child or their, you know, their student, um, I typically do ask the question, what are we needing the credit card for? What you know, do we is this something that um, that you're going to use quite frequently? Um, are we using it for, you know, what types of purchases are we going to use it for? So just so I can kind of get a generic idea of, you know, um, what the credit card's going to be for. And and so once we understand the basics and, and what, what that is, where do they begin in terms of application, understanding of interest rates, the conversation about minimum payments? Is it building credit? Is it hurting credit? Do I pay all the time? Right. Like wh where do you start to walk people into the practical of the, the application process, Callie? Um, so first, it is very good to give them an understanding of what they're signing up for. Um, when you are applying for a credit card, 
you're applying for a line of credit that's available to you. So just making sure that you understand that if you use all of that, you are going to have to pay it back at some point. Um, also, there, the interest rates on credit cards can be a little bit scary when you look at them. Um, they are higher than um, a lot of other loans, but their credit cards really aren't supposed to be used to maintain a balance all the time. They can be used for that in certain situations, but a lot of the times they expect you to use it and pay a lot of it off, and um, then you don't pay that high interest rate. So, Yeah, that's great. So how about card limits? Is that a... Is that does everybody get the same? Does it is it based on your age or your income? Like what when when you're applying for a credit card, how would you advise members to consider limits? Um, I think based on well your credit score, um, your income, what you're receiving, uh, your gross monthly income, and so we kind of take a look at the numbers, or our underwriters would, and then they can kind of see you know what would be a good limit. Uh, for you that you be able to make that monthly payment on that credit card. Um, I generally advise for people to start low, um, especially with students, start, you know, as low as they can. And then um, as, you know, the years progress, they can increase their amount so they can have a little more extra. Yeah. And something I want to point out is that um, sometimes you'll get approved for a lot higher limit than you should be using. Um, if you have a $10,000 limit on a credit card, that does not mean you should be using $10,000 worth of credit. Um, it also doesn't necessarily mean that you can pay it back. If you have 10 different credit cards and they've all got high limits, you don't want to use a huge portion of that credit. So I would try to stay as low as possible. Are there rough frameworks or guide rails that you would encourage people to stay under or within, if there was to, to your example of a of a five hundred dollar limit, would are there coaching points to to give them rough frameworks of hey, you should probably be within these numbers monthly in order to not have the the, the more horror story type conversations down the road. Um, I think it's almost you know more of what they're going to be comfortable with when it comes time to make those payments back, um, and then again looking at their income. You know, wondering, okay, can we go? Can we do? Can we approve the four thousand instead of five hundred? Or, um, you know, even if let's say they approve you for ten thousand, like you were saying, and and you may not even want it the ten thousand, you can actually say, mm, I don't want that much. You can call. You can call your institution, and I believe you would just have to, you know, handwrite a letter explaining you want to decrease your limit so that you can. You focus on making sure you're at that limit and, you know, you don't slurge and, you know, go a little <laughs> out of control. But I think, um, you know, n know yourself. Yeah, know yourself. <laughs> um, obviously, the lower the better. Um, mm -hmm. You definitely want to stay at a low percent. I typically like to keep my spending below 10 percent um, because that's what gets you a little bit higher credit score. But um, just as long as you're staying low with that limit. Yeah. Um, and not overspending. We've all been to, let's say, a grocery store or a department store. And the little, you know, swipey thing <laughs> the, where, where, you, where, we, where we pay and it says credit or debit. At its most basic level and silly level. Like the distinction between those two terms is what? So your credit is where you're borrowing um, from, of course, that credit card or that line of credit. 
Um, the debit card is where the funds are coming directly out of your checking account. Advantages of having your credit card and maybe even some practical scenarios, stories where a credit card can be useful. Um, what comes to mind when you think of having a credit card used for your advantage and, and, and or where are some practical situations or scenarios where a credit card can be useful to begin to build your financial peace of mind? Um, I think the credit card definitely um, can help you build some credit. Um, once you make that purchase and you're making those monthly payments, um, even, you know, paying off the, the small balance that you do put on it, um, that part of your credit history is very big. And so th those payment, uh, your payment history is going to be a, a nice chunk of what um, creditors are going to look at in order to um, borrow for a mortgage or an auto loan um, or whatever, you know, sizable amount of personal loan that you'll need later down the road. Um, so definitely making sure you're you're keeping up on the payments. Yeah. And, and I think there's a little bit of a misconception sometimes with credit cards that you have to wait until the due date. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that um, sometimes what I'll do, if I have the money in my account and I'm using it just to build my credit, you can pay it off right after. You can go pay it the next day so that it's not something you have to keep on your mind and remind yourself about that payment you can just pay it right away. I love that. Callie, there, there's a topic that we wanted to touch on too about holds. So what does that mean? When you talk about a, a credit card hold, what, what what does that look like? And why is that important to discuss? So I recently um, had to go and rent a car and it was really nice to be able to have a credit card to put that hold on for incidentals and whatnot. Um, instead of having a hold on my actual funds in my checking account, it was hold it was a hold on funds that I didn't even pay attention to because they weren't really mine. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's a hold on your available funds instead of a hold on your actual funds you have to use in your checking account. Yeah, that's great. How would you advise members as it relates to, I think the hold piece makes a ton of sense, especially if it's a deposit or you're renting equipment from somewhere and they, they place a security hold and you end up getting that back. And to your point, it doesn't come out of your debit account. Um, how about the, the flip of that if there's an emergency expense or an emergency situation? How would you advise members to think about that scenario? Um, I would definitely, let's say, for example, you are out of town and you're driving. You get a flat tire and you need a new tire. Um, things like that on the instance or maybe some work maintenance need to be done on the car for you to get back on the road. Um, I think some other things for um, students that may be away at school and they need, you know, money to get some food while they're there or... Um, I'm trying to think what else I would use for emergency. Mostly, my, you know, if I think of an emergency, I'm thinking more so for a vehicle or either, um, you know, a random purchase I wasn't expecting or needed. How about the some of the additional potential benefits? Again, I know I know without the right practice and discipline, this this wouldn't be as big of a benefit. But assuming we're living kind of within this thirty percent framework and this payoff framework, th there are also programs that offer rewards or points. H how have you seen members use that to their advantage in terms of their financial? So I have um, a few different credit cards that give me benefits for certain things. Um, I recommend really looking into what rewards you can get on your credit card. 
Um, some have cashback rewards, which is awesome. But if you're someone that travels a lot, there are definitely cards that can give you extra bonus points for that. Um, there are also cards that give you um, points back on gas, which I think is awesome because it's something you have to buy. And if that's what we're kind of teaching um, as being something good to use the funds for, um, then I think those kind of cards are great as well. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, let's let's give a few practical be best practices, and then if if you if you would, I, I'd also like to hear the accompanying risk, right? So I think we've talked a a, 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 gr a good deal as we should about the the benefits and the and the the mindset and building credit and getting into good habits. I don't think all credit card users are always in good habits. <laughs> so I think it would be an interesting <laughs> and fair conversation to also discuss the potential risks here. And so, um, yeah, let's let's walk into to those waters. So what would be um, a few practical ways that we could view both the best practices as, as well as the potential risks? I would say a good best practice, um, especially something that I do myself when it comes to making sure you're making that minimum payment on time. Set an alert in your calendar um, or uh, in your phone, like a task for you to do for a certain day. But I, I typically have alerts set up in my calendar to let me know, okay, this bill is coming due. Um, I know another thing with, um, with our starter credit card, it does – have we have a program set up so it, set, it sends you an alert to let you know when it's almost time to uh, make that payment and then it sends you another alert i believe on the day of the payment it's supposed to be made that's so, smart yeah. that's smart and and if if an individual doesn't make that minimum payment what happens so if they don't make the minimum payment um i mean you've got there is typically uh you've got about 15 maybe 10 to 15 days depending on the institution that holds that uh credit card most will give you about 15 days grace period to make that payment, um, I think, before you start receiving some interest. Is that right? Um, I think okay. most of them do start charging. They charge a fee pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. um, but you do get a little bit of leeway before it gets reported to your credit. But the yeah. last thing you want is a card that you've gotten right. to build your credit for you to miss a payment on it. And then it's doing mm -hmm. the exact opposite because missed payments are yes. something that can really hurt your credit. And if at all costs, if you know you're not going to be able to make that payment on time, call the creditor and tell them. Um, I think they they will receive that better, especially if you tell them, hey, I can't pay it on this date, but I'll be able to pay it on maybe in five days. And so they can easily make a note in your account um, so that... That's a fantastic yeah. point because mm -hmm. I agree. Creditors mm -hmm. usually, I mean, they are not out. They want the money. They do right. want you to pay it back. For sure. So they're usually willing to work with you Correct. if ever anything yeah. comes up. And yeah. as long as you're making that minimum payment, which typically isn't much on a credit card, you're mm -hmm. not going to get a ding on your credit. No. What, what's another best practice we could share? I think for, and just, you know, an example for me um, when I was younger, I had a credit card um, with an institution, smaller limit, of course, and I only put any, I only put purchases on that card if I knew I could pay them back within that month, um, especially because I didn't want to incur any of the extra interest. And so that was one of the things my parents always told me, you know, when you start this card, try to make sure, can you pay it off within the month? And so I just try to be very careful at what I purchased because I knew next month I'd have to make sure I paid it off. So that's 
Yes, and I think to go along with that, um, I would say, as we recommend you checking your online banking and everything for your checking account, I would recommend really keeping an eye on your credit card as well, because it could mm-hmm. be easy for those amounts to get out of hand. It's yes. easy to not notice what you've spent right. when it's not truly coming out of your checking account. So, yeah, that's right. And and to that note, why is it why is that important to then? also understand what the interest rate does. Um, if if that payment isn't made, if that balance isn't paid off, like th- there's a reason credit card companies are big. <laughs> um, so so how would we advise members to to know and be aware of the the compounding interest rate that, that can work for you or against you? Um, I think for the most part, when you're looking for that credit card, you want to try to find the lower interest uh, that you possibly can. And so that when you are, you know, if you do end up receiving a little bit of interest, um, you know, it doesn't hurt as much. Instead of just making just the minimum payment, make a little bit more. If you can't pay the entire balance off, make add a, add a five, ten extra dollars to it. So then you can start kind of tackling down that balance because every time you don't pay, um, that balance off, you're going to just keep incurring that extra interest. And so that the bill won't decrease. Yeah. <laughs> so. Callie, is there, I know this concept you guys have have in, in the walls of the credit union of kind of this no better, do better, this empowerment mindset, this educational paving the, the road to financial peace of mind. Um, it is not peace of mind when you have a massive credit card balance and you have that hanging over your head when you can't feel when you feel like you can't keep up with the with the growing interest and that that demand. Um, so, how do you e- e- either in the branch with members or just in conversations with the team? How how does that phrase and that mantra ring true in this conversation? Um, you can never do enough research. So. Um, I know that people will tell you right when you turn 18, you really need to start building your credit. And as awesome that is, that is, some people aren't quite ready at 18. So don't, um, don't be afraid to do your research, ask people, even ask your friends what they've done. Um, and what, you know, if your parents recommend something specific, um, don't be afraid to search online and, um, go to your, like I said, nearest community America, but also whatever, whatever bank you bank at currently, and hopefully they'll be able to help you with all those. That's great. Janelle, is there one more either best practice or risk associated with what you've seen from an education standpoint on, on possible benefits or risks of credit cards? Um, I would say, you know, kind of going back to, let's say maybe we have, you know, that member that has, Um, exceeded a certain amount or they have, um, you know, I've had some members who continue to use the afterpay. Um, And so trying to figure out how to make those payments, but the interest is extremely low. So if there's a possibility, some credit card holders will hold a promotion where there'll be a 0% balance transfer um, for maybe 12, 15 months. It kind of depends. And so that could give them an option to transfer those funds from the other credit card onto the new one, onto to the 0%, to give them time to pay that down without tacking on so much extra interest. Okay, so if we could summarize the conversation in like three key takeaways or three practical next steps for members, where would we start? First off, do your research. Um, you can never do enough research. 
Um, one thing to always remember is that I know sometimes people will tell you that when you're 18 to just go get a credit card. Um, it's not necessary to do it the second you turn 18 if you're not ready. Um, I know for me, I was in college. I wasn't like, that was not my top priority at the moment. Um, and so I waited till the summer whenever I was home and my parents helped me with that. So just make sure you do research. You can look online, ask your friends. That's the main thing I would say. That's great. Janelle, what's another one? Um, the second would be um, start slow. Um, keep yourself at a lower limit. Um, also, you know, make sure maybe those purchases are just, you know, gas transactions. You're going to the gas station and getting gas. Um, other transactions, again, I would say make sure that you can have a mindset of can I pay that back in the next couple of weeks or in a month um, just so that, you know, you're being mindful when you swipe that card and the amount that you swipe for. So, um, but yeah, start slow. Um, maybe one one transaction a month. Start off. <laughs> that's good. That's just to build that habit. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's great. Yep. That's great. Okay, Callie, maybe one last one. Um, make your credit work for you and not against you. Um, a credit card is usually kind of the first stepping stone to building good credit for something. And credit is something that will stay with you your entire life. So, um, if you start off with that credit card, this is going to help you get better interest rates on cars whenever you're ready for that, homes, um, any any sort of credit, any lending that you're doing. That's great. That's great. The, the conversation today has been really helpful, but it's not exhaustive or fully comprehensive in its entirety, right? So as members have questions, where, Janelle, maybe would you start in terms of resources, further tools, conversations, where would, where else would we point members to? Um, so we, um, as a financial well-being coach, um, I can assist members with, you know, figuring out what is the best decision on um, their credit, um, especially depending on if they come to me and, you know, we've got credit is low and they're trying to build it up. We're going to try to take a look to see what's on that history. Um, where can we start? Do we need to pay some things off? So we can get them back to where they want to be to, um, you know, buy that home, um, pay for that wedding or um, purchase that car, whatever, whatever it is that they're desiring to do. Um, and so I think, one, knowing what your credit history is, um, what your score is, especially if you're, you know, well past that age of 18, you kind of want to know what that is. Um, some of the ways that you can do that is using some credit um programs or apps. Um, I know a lot of people use Credit Karma. Um, if you are someone that has a Discover card, Discover definitely keeps a FICO score, um, which is pretty much, um, I know it's been accurate every time I've, I've seen it. So making sure you're keeping up with that score and noticing what's on your um, on your credit history as well. That's great. And then Callie, I know you're obviously in Claycomo, so you're not at every branch, but how, for the members who want to come see your talk or understand face-to-face -face, like what what they're what they're working with or how they may be served by the credit union what would you recommend um so right now we're in the greater kansas city area we have several branches um and the people there are very very helpful um most of them should be able to help you with anything that you um have questions with to do with credit cards also online there are a lot of resources if you're someone that wants to read up on it before you take a step inside and actually apply. Um, you can also call and ask questions that way. So I love it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, any parting words or, or, uh, or send offs here for our, for our members? 
Um, something I'd like to say is just don't let um, credit cards scare you. Um, as long as you are informed and educated, they're going to be good for you and yeah. beneficial. Yeah. They really are. I mean, yeah. I have multiple credit cards, but Same. as long as you don't get yourself in mm-hmm. a bad situation, they're really not a scary thing. Right, right. Yep. Start low. <laughs> low and slow. That's right. Uh, well, thank you all so much, um, Janelle, Callie. It's been a pleasure hearing your wisdom. Thanks for sharing that with us and, and to all of our members out there. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to the next conversation. Um, and until then, thanks for listening to the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. This podcast is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. This recording is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be viewed as personalized financial advice and is not a substitute for consultation with your financial representative. Any reference to third-party websites are provided for informational purposes only and are not endorsed by Community America. Please visit communityamerica.com to learn more about how we can assist you in achieving your financial peace of mind.